so I'm starting the recording. And we don't have our soundboard, so Sean, if you will just sing the intro for us, please. Fantasy for manly men. And welcome, everybody who's been missing. It's been too long. It's the Fantasy for Manly Men podcast, and I'm Ben, and I'm here with Sean, and also Mr. Peter Higgins. How's everybody doing on this uh, Black Wednesday? Doing great, Ben. How are you? I'm doing well, staying safe in Santa Rosa. Got a good rain last night, so everything's getting wet and less less flamey. It's good. Sean, how are things in Chicago? Things are great. It's my favorite day of the year. Traffic in Chicago is non-existent. There's about 20 people in the office, and get two days off. Nice. That is nice. Where, where are you doing Thanksgiving, Sean? We are out in Batavia at Caitlin's mother's house, but... We will still be participating in the 22nd annual Bennett Turkey Bowl uh, tomorrow morning. Oh, nice. Yeah, you. I, I remember you love those. Uh, you guys do a good turkey bowl tradition. I'm always a little jealous do. of that. Complete with uh, a yeah. post-game tailgate, which I think will include a TV out in the Bennett parking lot that we will watch oh, the first yeah. game. Yeah, you, I would hope so. Yeah, I've got a lot of my fantasy players in the Bennett Bowl tomorrow. So, Sean, I'm, uh, well, I'm expecting you to get shut down. I'm hoping you don't put me points up. Otherwise, my team's going to lose. No, I have a distinct advantage in these, these games since I'm competing with mostly 40-year-old men. Oh, I thought dad strength was going to be your advantage. Well, they're all dads. <laughs> Man. They're all dads of three or more. You're only dad of one and a half. Oh. <laughs> I'm like one in seven eighths. Christmas? December 30th. Nice. Well, yeah. For like six weeks. Well, good job planning around a potential draft uh, this year, at least. Yes, that was actually the first thing on my mind when talking about conception. (laughs) It's the first stage in any conception. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right. Well, oh man, Sean. Sean has to be a an adult and a father to one point nine children, so he's got to do some work and get going. And uh, he just is dying to weigh in on some league issues right now. And uh, let's get let's get to it real quick. Yeah. So let's first talk about uh, all the league issues that are going on, the trades that have been happening. There's been quite a few lately, some small trades, uh, some micro trades. Sean and I uh, went back and forth and traded bench strength to each other a few oh, weeks yeah? ago. I don't recall that. Sean, what, which I immediately needed to plug into my starting lineup, unfortunately, because my team is dog shit. Yeah, so I got Austin Eckler, and he got Deshaun Jackson. So it was a fair 1-1 trade. Wasn't really need for a league review. I'm sure everybody approved yeah, that one. Yeah, I approve it. I just – I would like you to, like, let us know. Uh, not because I would ever – you know my stance. I'd never, ever say no to a trade. But I just – I like that – I like trades happening, and so it's fun to just know that a trade is happening. So in the, just let us know in the future. I prefer yeah. you in the dark. Well, there is a setting on Yahoo where you can ask it, tell it to notify you anytime trades occur in the league. So, so it's a good thing to do. Um, I think we were traveling a lot at that time, so I was a little late on emails and stuff. Apologize for that. 
Also, what happened is uh, I traded Latavius Murray to the Viking in our group uh, for David Njoku. Wow. So that happened last week as well. Little yeah. micro trades. That seemed like a weird trade to me. Latavius Murray is not doing anything. He was he was doing really well uh, yeah. until Dalvin Cook came back. Exactly, and then. <laughs> But he's backup strength for him. I don't know. I was happy to push him off my yeah. bench so and get a tight end that I needed. Yeah. And Howard's got another good tight end, which and Njoku was on bye that week as well, and, so yeah. it was kind of dead weight for him. Exactly, you know, a, a picture of consistency. <laughs> I, I have him in another league, so I hope he stays healthy. But you know, that's good. Uh, good handcuff for Howard. So it's a, yeah, it's a micro trade, but it's a good one. Okay. And then finally, this uh, somebody got hoodwinked. Pete, tell us, tell us how you hoodwinked McBroom. Uh, you, you see who's uh, looking like the season might be getting away from them at this point of the year, and uh, who's, who is uh, somebody they're not likely to keep. Obviously, first-rounders you can't keep, and so I look at, look at the first few rounds and target some players, and uh, Ben, thanks to uh, our, our trade last year, I had some some future assets stockpiled, and um, one of them is Deonta Foreman, who uh, is one of my deep keeper sleepers, and he is coming back possibly this week or next week, and could be a a, a very very valuable asset um, in the summer. He was coming on strong before he got hurt last year, and uh, Broom wanted him, and I offered and. I gave him Jordan Howard, who's had a down year, but still a solid running back, too, and also a potential keeper. Maybe uh, he picks it up in the last six games, or maybe the Bears trade him to a team that needs a running back of his style more than the Bears have been using him. And uh, he's a potential he's a potential keeper for next year. We'll see. I don't know. I think I think Deonta Foreman was the big uh, the big value there, the big asset. And I got myself some Saquon. I'm going for it this year. Yeah, I mean, I see how Saquon doesn't have any value for McBroom, but I, I really think he could have gotten a lot more than Dante Freeman as a deep sleeper keeper. There's definitely more value to be had. Uh, so I wish we he would have had one of the, the other – practiced lawyers in his corner uh, advising him on the legality of that trade prior to making it. It's legal. You can't, you can't, uh, that's what we're learning in contracts now. You can't just uh, have the court overrule a decision just because of perceived value. Well, nobody's trying to overrule it here. I think we're all open to the free trade, but we're all, we all think that you, you did some good work there. That was some, uh, uh, slippy Jimmy, slipping Jimmy kind of antics right there. So, hey, I'll take it. It's, it's all, all good, good, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Sean, any, any perspectives on that you got, or he's just sitting here with a thumb in his the, eye? The human human mind is capable of rationalizing almost everything, and you did some quite some mental gymnastics to explain that that trade. <laughs> I'll take that. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys just don't like it because you don't. You're not as aggressive as I am. I've I I make a trade 
every year around this time. I did last year with Ben, had a big one. I've, I've, this, is, this is the fun of a keeper league is, you know, room is going to load up for next year. And uh, I'm, I'm swinging for the fences this year. Yeah, Broom, next time just, you know, put a couple feelers out there. See what else uh, Saquon would be getting worth on some of the other teams. I, I will go behind the scenes a little here, and uh, I don't think I'm betraying Broom's confidence much. But um, when I initially offered the trade, uh, he came back, came back at me and was like, I'll give you uh, Saquon and Julio Jones for Kareem Hunt and Antonio Brown. I was like, fuck off, dude. Like, it's not cool. <laughs> and then it didn't take much convincing. I just uh, sent him this article about Deonta Foreman coming back and being a, quote, powerhouse in the uh, ESPN article. And uh, he asked, he looked into Jordan Howard a little bit. I got him in the ninth round. So he's a late keeper. And... Um, Kind of in the ninth round. Yeah. Well, I kept. I've kept him since his rookie year. Uh, um. Yeah. So uh, he's a good. He's a good keeper too. So. All right. That's not as bad as I thought. Yeah. And then yeah, I mean, obviously Saquon's a lot better than Jordan Howard this year. Um, but you know, what is the difference really like? You know, I. I top five running back to uh, 15 to 20 running back. Yeah, the values, you, you would never do that straight up, but other considerations, people need to have play. So. Yeah. It's not all right. terrible to deal with. You guys are all kind of making it up. But. Not terrible, but, uh, you know, great for one side and, and – you know, satisfactory for another, I we'll guess. See, we'll see how this is next year when uh, Foreman's being rated in the, you know, top 15 running backs preseason and, and Broom gets to keep him as a fourth keeper for free in the 12th round. Okay. We'll see. Make a note of it, Pete. I expect you to, to call back to this very conversation. All right. Oh. I certainly will. <laughs> good, I good. Will. Well, we can talk a, a little bit since we talked about the trades that have occurred. We can talk about the overall standings. Uh, starting to be some separation going on. There's still some clustering, though. Uh, we got uh, Mother Boy, 30, up in first place, uh, just eking out Child Eaton Pale Man in second, both with the same score, but the points four definitely dominating uh, Mother Boy is with the most points in the league, uh, points four right now. I know there's been some some in the past where Vaughn has been like 200 points above people at this point of the year, but Blacka, yeah, Blacka's Blacka's got a lead. He's up. He's up on you. You need another W then to climb back in this. Your points four are good, but uh, yeah, you got to get up there. And yeah, I, I lost. I was not look, It was not looking good for me in like the early part of Sunday when Blacka through the early games was like 196 to 45 or something against me and <laughs> thanks to that epic monday night game I, I made a game out of it i lost uh i lost by 28 but yeah it was going to be hard to catch his his 200 <laughs> yeah there's there's a lot of interesting matchups coming up this week that will shuffle up those top five positions uh quite a bit i think I, sean and uh 
We got Sean and Nick Travis in in third place, both uh, third and fourth with seven four records. And Sean just kind of hanging in there with just over sixteen hundred points. So he's about two hundred twenty five points behind the the first place leader. But the record's good, so that's all you need to get into the playoffs, right, Sean? Yeah, you also need a good team, which I don't really have. So <laughs> we'll we'll see how these next couple weeks go. Yeah, you have the fewest points scored against you in the league, so that may be benefiting you a little bit. Yeah, and like the second lowest points scored in general. Yeah, so, true. not, not, not um, telltale signs of a playoff yeah. team. Yeah, so I'm coming for you guys. As it stands, and I, I'm not confident it will hold this way, but... All the playoff teams are from the Illinois division. You got to pick your shit up, Iowa. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that, Pete. Uh, I think I'm holding my own. It's just been an unfortunate uh, matchup sometimes for me, and I almost was ready to write off the season going into Monday night. I uh, it was my Tyreek Hill up against uh, McBroom's uh, Brandon Cooks, and he had a 15 point lead on me, and so I just put away the fantasy app and just you know sat back and watched the game and was loving what Tyreek was doing, but I, I didn't know where we were in the points. And then when I looked after the game, I was uh, thrilled to, to that one out by a good 20-point margin. So Tyreek was just on fire. That game was just incredible. Tell me, Pete, you, you watched the whole thing? I did. Um, it, was my, it was my birthday. It was a nice birthday present of football, although a W would have been nice for the child-eating pill, man. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a fun game. Um, Tyreek Hill dropped 48 beat up the uh, the Rams secondary like they were his pregnant girlfriend <laughs> what did you guys think of the game it was really fun I was watching I actually stayed up to watch the whole thing which I was a little surprised at myself but in another league with, that does fractional points because of Kelsey's last catch. There was an exact tie. Uh, really? <laughs> like to the you know hundredth point. Wow, I've yeah. never seen that. Um, and I was following it closely, and the person who it was was in first place, and so it, it worked to my advantage. But um, there's a lot of fantasy implications in that game. <laughs> Yeah, I felt bad for anybody who was relying on Gurley to get the win because he didn't get a single point in that uh, in that blockbuster. Yeah, he got it was pretty wild points. He just he didn't point. Yeah, he didn't score a single point in the the the, the real game. We're talking about uh, the league, but that was real quick. This was this was pretty fascinating. So I've talked about my cousin's league. I think before on here where it's the weekly winner gets 50 bucks so it's not really like a big payout so it's more just a week to week kind of thing and this week the top three scores had 150.6 150.5 and 150.4 <laughs> in for the week winner Jeez. for the 50 bucks which is just incredible so yeah like they, obviously you can't get close no, not at all. Wow. 
Well, talking about like weekly scores or points scored, uh, just quick recap. The last week was the week 11 wide receiver set with the most total receptions. And I think uh, Motherboy 30 had like three of the top five receivers last week. So he had 20 total receptions between the two, two, uh, two players with 10 receptions. So he won again that week. Uh, week 12 is coming up this this week, and that's the highest scoring RB1 and uh, wide receiver one combo. So uh, get your studs out there and uh, score high. So I like my And that can be anybody in your flex or whatnot. And then week 13 is going to be the defense with the most turnovers, and there's a couple tiebreakers in case there's a tie there. And then week 14, Pete, what's week 14? Lowest scoring starting kicker. Yes, low scoring kicker. So uh, I know nobody's going to be changing their lineup to get somebody in there like that. Maybe maybe one of the last place teams. I don't know. Uh, maybe yeah. they don't care. You can't just they want to do some, some free agent. Well, you can sign a free agent, but he has to be expected to start and – he doesn't have to actually kick anything, but he has to be the team's number one kicker going. You can't I mean, he has to do a kickoff in the game, at least one, right? Yeah. Every team kicker does one kickoff. Yeah. No shenanigans where you're picking up, like, uh, I don't know, uh, Paul Edinger or something and trying to start that guy just to get the 20 blocks. Let's have some, let's keep it, keep our integrity and have some fun with uh, the lowest uh, starting. Um, and after week 14, we'll have our regular season winner. We'll have the, the second place or the, the runner-up uh, winner is the team with the most scored points. Um, so it could be the season winner as well. And we're into the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about uh, my proposal. What's up, Sean? I'm out. Sean, you got to leave. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, Sean. Sean, wait. Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving John. Before you go to your family. Do you have any any comments on uh, my my proposed uh, new draft slave punishment? It's the stupidest yeah. thing I've ever heard. Come up with another one, then. All right, goodbye. Good talk, Sean. Goodbye. All right, so Sean's Sean's uh, obvious robotic um, assessment aside, I'll. Uh, ben, are you still there? Yes, I am. Um, it just got quiet. I think Sean had a lot of background noise going on in there. A lot. Um, okay, so just quick recap in case you guys have not uh, been reading the text. Um, my proposal is me against the world. I will do if if I come if I am the draft slave. I will do nine different punishments. You guys can each think of a punishment that I have to do, and I will do them all. Um, what are the confines on this punishment? Could I punish you to be to bring me a beer whenever I request it for an entire year? No, I mean, come on, We're, it's going to be reasonable. Uh, you know, like I don't know if you say I have to like dress up as a Packer fan and like record a video or like jump in the lake or something, I'll do that. It's, it's not going to be some, it's not going to be cost prohibitive or like ultra shaming or anything like that. It's going to be, you know, just normal stuff. It's not going to be bad. Um, 
well, I mean, I'm not going to put really guidelines on your guys' punishments, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, if- just a quick side note. When I was in uh, New York this last week doing more ACT trainings, there was somebody who came up to me and asked about what, why there were young men uh, in their like 30s taking the ACT with high schoolers. And she said, it was, I heard it was like some punishment for something. And I was like, oh, for fantasy football? She's like, yeah, that's it. So it, it that that's definitely one of my favorites. I wish our, our group would do that, but uh, it's out there. So people are doing it. So, and I can get you guys hooked up with a nice test. So if we want to do that, well, for Pete's punishment, we can definitely include that. If I get, if I get, uh, if I get draft slave. And also I think that the loser of the league, we should just adopt the term draft slave and that, that can be just our term. So even though uh, the draft slave is on life support until we do another um, math get together live draft. Uh, I think that just referring to the last place as draft slave is, is how I'm going to move forward. But um, so then, okay, so that's that's my end of the bargain, my my part to fulfill my consideration. Um, if this is accepted, then I get to pick the uh, the punishment for the draft slave if I am not the draft slave. And I can, I, I will, I will happily, uh, you know, take, take recommendations and float around the ideas that I have. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically up to my discretion of what the draft slave punishment is going to be. Um, and, and like I said, it's not going to be anything outlandish. It's going to be something fun. Um, and it's going to be up to me and, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's the best way to do it. We haven't really had another alternative. And I think that this is a fun, like, what are you guys afraid of? You know, like, <laughs> what's the deal here? I, I, I think more I, the accountability that nobody's held accountable to, to doing any of these things. We've had that issue with the draft slave in the past. So mm-hmm. I think that's most people's concerns. Well, I, so I will, I will personally enforce that this happens. I still have that video of Howard. Ben, do you know how to mash together video to make it into something good? Because I can send it to you if you know how to do that. Well, uh, yeah, that's that's something I might be able to do if I get some free time here. All right. Well, we can talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I do. I have that, and I'll I'll enforce it. I'll I'll have it be something where uh, you know it'll it'll be some sort of maybe video or something that has to be proven. And, um, you know, if you don't do it by the draft the next year, then maybe you'll lose a third round pick, something like that. Uh, I, I, and, and like I was saying earlier, it's not going to be anything too wild where it's going to, you know, be impossible for the draft slave to complete this action. It's, uh, it'll be reasonable, something reasonable but fun and funny to the rest of us. Uh, Hopefully at least slightly humiliating and dehumanizing to the uh, draft slave. But uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't see I think that's a really good idea. And I think I will never be the draft slave, but if I am by some freak chance, one of these years, maybe I have a, like a partial stroke or something in the middle of the season and, it's hard for me to manage my team and I do become the draft slave. 
then you guys could all pick on the boy with a stroke and make me have uh, some sort of nine punishments. And you guys will all get to pick your own punishment for me. I'm sure you all want to see me as draft slave one day. I'm sure that's something that people would like. And to not limit me to one punishment and have me do nine, I mean, that seems like a pretty good deal for you guys. I don't know why you pussies aren't jumping on this and running with it. Well, Pete, your idea is not terrible. It's not great either, though. And I, I think that, but part, I commend you for trying to come up with something that works, though. And I am saddened by our group here that hasn't done uh, anything like that. Nobody else has thrown things out there. Um, I don't, I, I honestly don't see a drawback to this idea. I think it's. Well, I think what we need to work on first, though, is we need to work on getting everybody together for a the draft. I think we need to make that a priority and try to figure out how we're going to lock that down. All right. Well, one, yes. Two, that is way more difficult than coming up with a punishment. So why don't we lock down the punishment, which should be pretty easy to do, and then come up with a plan of uh, action for the draft. Um, I think we can do both at the same time. They're parallel paths, right? Well, yes and no. Uh, so this is so. If we ever do the next time that we do um, a, a you know a, a live draft get together with the majority of the people, let's say at least seven. Anytime there's more than seven people that are able to attend the draft physically in person, then the, uh, the draft slave punishment defaults to original draft slave. And that's just, oh, that's just I like that. And then anytime that we're not able to uh, all get together for uh, a draft, we have the backup plan. And the backup plan, my favorite, I think, is the one that I've proposed. I think it's, I think it's really funny. I think it's unique. It doesn't happen in other leagues. Um, and uh, there's incentive for you guys. Like there's, it, it's like, imagine if I'm, uh, you know, down in the bottom three one year, the excitement that would build <laughs> about the potential for, for nine people to, to come up with nine different ways to punish your Lord Eminence commissioner, co-commissioner, uh, Peter, we met Higgins the third. It would be, it would be a delight. Uh, we'll throw it out there, put it out to a vote, uh, set up some poll and, and email people about it. Let's, let's get a vote on what you're proposing. All right. I will. I'll do a more official, a more official email about it. And I sent out the text. Well, Nauman's not on the text chain. Nauman, get a fucking phone. It's 2018. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I'll send out an email. I, and you know what? I should have sent out an email because I bet Nauman would be all about this this punishment. I think Nauman would love, love this punishment. This is up Nauman's alley. Um, yeah. If you just send him a good article on why he should support it, I'm, I'm sure it's very convincing coming from you. <laughs> yeah. I'll write the article. Uh, yeah. Okay, fine. I will do that. And But anyway, what I was saying was when I, when I did send it out, it – no one was else. No one else was coming up with alternatives. Come up with an alternative if you don't like it. You know, don't just sit there and say, "This is a problem. This is a problem." Come up with a solution. That's the problem with America yeah. now. <laughs> All problems, no solutions. Yeah. Stop. Stop pointing out problems. Start pointing out solutions. 
Well, let's let's steer this ship back into some more positive territory, though, Pete. Let's, uh, you know, we got Thanksgiving coming up. Yeah. It's Turkey Day. My favorite holiday. I think it's by far the best. There's, you know, everybody's just coming together to eat and to watch football and to drink and play games, and it's just beautiful. It is. A- uh, so you are in Orlando right now for Thanksgiving. Uh, what are the turkeys like down there? Hopefully the same as. Uh- the big fat ones we get up in the Midwest. I assume that they are. They probably come from the Midwest. Um, yeah, it's, we're down down here in Disney World. Uh, it's uh, really nice out. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt and taking a break from studying for finals to do the, the, the podcast because you beautiful baby birds haven't been fed our words yet for uh, about a month probably. So yeah, just thought I'd, I'd do that. But um, it's, it'll be nice. Uh, I wasn't exactly thrilled about coming to Orlando, which sounds like a big baby move, you know, Oh, you're complaining about going to Disney world, but I've, I have to do all these, I've just fucking study and, uh, I'm not gonna be able to really enjoy myself that much. A. And then I also like to have Thanksgiving with my big, big Higgins family up, uh, up in Chicago. But this was the only way that I could get together with Leah and Tyler, my brother and sister, and their significant others. So I decided to be a man and bite the bullet and go to Disney World for Thanksgiving. Taking one for the team. Yep. Uh, well, got those finals up coming up, though. I think all of us have kind of been in a similar position to you, and it we know how rough that is. It sucks around the holidays with that, but... I know you got it in you. You'll be able to balance that and have some little fun on the side too. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think like half our league is going to be lawyers now. Yeah. That's, that is pretty wild. Wait, we got you, we got Blecka Vaughn, uh, Travis. Yeah. That's four, right? Yeah. Can I count? And Sean Carr has some uh, lawyer software downloaded inside of him too. <laughs> so it's a litigious group um which makes it fun sometimes with the arguments uh yeah so yeah what are you doing ben i've got my mother flying into town into san santa rosa here uh in the beautiful most beautiful tiniest little airport ever it's the charles m shoals the peanuts guy airport and they're flying in and uh we are going to get go to the store today. I've been whipping up some stuff over the week, cooking some stuff. And we got my brother coming in from Tahoe and my sister from L.A. And uh, looking all to get together. We got Julie's parents here, too. So I think it might be their first time with a, a home-cooked turkey Thanksgiving. So uh, they might have had that up in Rochester where her aunt and uncle live. But they'll get our side of it. And we're not too traditional in, in that sense that uh, we have all the traditional Thanksgiving sides, but we'll have a nice uh, smorgasbord of different things. So really looking forward to that. Looking forward to everybody tasting my fantastic chili and just watching some great games tomorrow. Oh yeah. Tomorrow, baby. All right. Let's dive into those a little bit. We got the bears and the lions um, kicking us off really, really the shortest possible turnover. Uh, from game to game in the NFL, shortest one in NFL history. Bears going from Sunday night to 11:30 in the morning on Thursday. Um, you know, teams have played Sunday night and Thursday night before, but those are both night games, and 
This is a an even earlier noon game. It's a, a eleven thirty Central Time. I guess it'll be twelve thirty for me, and God knows what time for you. Uh, Nine thirty tomorrow morning. But uh, so that that is a important consideration because Mitchy T has a little bit of a shoulder owie, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, I think that you're not too worried. Didn't you just pick up the Bears backup quarterback? Yeah, I just picked up Chase Daniel. Um, that's just insurance. I'm uh, I'm not worried because a I th- I think that it's more Matt Nagy just doing a a little jig inside Matt Patricia's head, and he's gonna he's gonna Mitch is gonna play. But I won't be that upset if he's not playing. I got Chase Daniel, and I think, I think the the offense will be able to click. I think Daniel knows this offense much better than Mitch does right now, and I I don't think they're going to miss much of a beat, even if Daniel has to play. And just for real life football, um, I just think the defense is just playing unbelievable right now. And the Lions are going to be hard-pressed to score two touchdowns. And I think the Bears can, can get two touchdowns on the board. That line, when they played two weeks ago on Sunday, um, it was not nearly as close as uh, the score indicates. They, the Bears were up 20-something points in the fourth quarter and kind of, you know, took their foot off the gas and the lions ate up some garbage time, got the, got the score a little closer, but yeah, it's, uh, it'll make it for an interesting game. But like I said, I still, I still think Mitch will play. I won't be shocked or upset if, uh, if he doesn't though. So who are you starting then? Are you uh, starting either of them, Chase or? Oh, I'll start. I'll start Chase if um, if Mitch is out. Like I said, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think the offense will Mitch miss much of a beat. I think Maggie is is just a fantastic uh, play caller and schemer, and I think Daniel knows the offense better. Um, honestly, like I think, uh, no, I don't know. I I. I I think for the sake of our teams and our league and fantasy, I'm really hoping that, uh, you know, Mitchy starts, you start him, and then he, you know, gets a nice little, well, I don't know if the Lions are going to be able to sack him, but maybe maybe he bumps his arm or something on somebody's helmet as he's throwing and has to come out. You get a nice fat 2.2 points for him for the game. Um, yeah, that's – obviously the worst case scenario for me. So I hope that doesn't happen. Well, it's Pete, you're talking about Nagy and, um, you know, looking like he's going to be a real good coach working within the bears system. Uh, hoping that Packers can identify one of those coaches here soon because Mike McCarthy is just, uh, I'm, I'm just fucking sick of him. Uh, I've been tired of him for a while. He's just growing to be this bigger and bigger pain in the neck. Um, it was amazing to me as I was watching the Monday night football game. I see the Chiefs. It's, you know, the scores run up. They're, it's fourth quarter. There's less than two minutes. And what the hell? They have three timeouts left? Like, as a Packer fan, I haven't seen that in a decade. We 
burn our timeouts all the time, poor clock management. And then we do stupid things like not challenge clearly dropped balls and then punt on fourth and two when the season's on the line. Uh, I just, he's just got to get out. I think McBroom's got to agree with me. We haven't chatted about this recently, but uh, the Packers are just too good natured of an organization to kick him out in the middle of the season, but he's just beyond frustrating. And I'm sure for anybody who's got fantasy assets like Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, they're feeling the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I've been saying for years that McCarthy is garbage, that Aaron Rodgers is the coach there and um, is maybe even, you know, restrained or, uh, you know, held back by McCarthy, you know, hard to, hard to imagine with just how good Rodgers is that he could be held back. I think it totally is. I think that they could be running hurry up offenses and getting points on the board in the first quarter rather than whatever offensive scheme McCarthy thinks he's running and tricking people with like, Oh man, people are really going to be surprised when I throw Jamal Williams out there right after Ty Montgomery, that's going to, that's going to trick them. Well, and you Packer fans are finally seeing the light on McCarthy. This guy's, this guy's sucked for years. And he's wasting with the goat. I mean, like to see what uh, we only got a few more years left to Rogers and we got to get some potential. Like he has so much potential that hasn't been actualized. He's done really well, but in terms of, you know, playoffs and, and Super Bowls, it just hasn't been there. And that's, that's McCarthy's fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also Rogers. No one likes to play with him. He's a whiny little bum, but we don't need to talk about him anymore. Um, what's the next game? The, uh, Redskins Cowboys. I like. I really like this week's this Thanksgiving's games. I think they're incredible. I mean, we know the Lions and the Cowboys, you know, always play, but uh, I think with the Falcons and the Saints at night too, it's great. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Redskins Cowboys. Alex Smith uh, had that broken spiral fracture, tibia, fibula, both bones. Rough. Uh, last, yeah, I didn't see it, but I heard it was pretty pretty gnarly, uh, poking out of the skin and everything. I don't know if that was on TV, but. Uh, I didn't see that. I I just saw the play a few times, and it it didn't look as bad as I was expecting it to look. But uh, yeah, it didn't look pleasant. So they got Colt McCoy in for the Redskins, and there was a there was a fever rush for the Cowboys' defense this week on the the waiver wire. I think uh, somebody won it with a ten dollar bid. Who won that? Oh, I think that's kind of dumb because I think that. Uh, um, I don't think they're going to miss much of a beat with Colt McCoy. Yeah, Howard got uh, Dallas uh, for the $10 bid. I put in a $0 bid. I guess it wasn't that fever rush for it. But um, the the Washington has two of their starting linemen out for the season now, too. I think results of injury in the last couple weeks. So I think that's why people have got the Cowboys dialed in as a defense to stream. But it's Thanksgiving. It's the Cowboys. Uh, so I wouldn't put it past them to let Adrian Peterson run all over them and uh, maybe him and Zeke just have a race all game long. Yeah. Um, wow. There's a lot of, a lot of heat on the uh, waiver market today. Uh, oh, no one bid, no one bid against my $17 for Josh Adams. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I think he's going to be good. 
The Eagles need a run. Uh, but yeah. No, the Eagles definitely do. I think people are a little staying away after um you know, the past couple of weeks when they weren't even able to put points up, but I think Adams got potential. Yeah. I was deciding between him and Gus Edwards. I see Sean got Gus Edwards for 10 bucks. So I would have won either one of those, but I, I like Adams better. Uh, yeah. I think, I think Adams has better path to running that backfield than Gus Edwards does. I still got faith in Alex Collins and uh, you know, with so much, uh, with with everybody else that the Baltimore has in their backfield, I would just I think they this last week was just to get Gus Edwards going, but I don't think they're going to lean on him for the rest of their games. They're really going to lean on Lamar, I think, to run it mostly. Well, they're going to need they're going to need. Uh, I think that Lamar running opens up running lanes for Gus Edwards. I don't know. I think he's. I I don't know. It, we're spending way too much time talking about running. Gus Edwards, twenty-five <laughs> to thirty-five range. Uh, yeah. So what? What's what else about this game you like? Cowboys, Redskins. Anything else you want to mention about it? Um, it's just two two great running backs, um, which we should get a healthy dose of in AP and Zeke. Um, obviously, I've got I've got Peterson. I hope he does well. And it's just always fun to watch running backs. Uh, I don't know. I I. Kind of like Washington in this one, and I like them getting points. Um, and I don't think Colt McCoy is going to be that bad for him. So it should be an interesting one. I think uh, it'll go a lot long way towards deciding the NFC East. Um, if the Redskins can win, I think the, the, the Cowboys are in second. Yeah, the Cowboys are in second place right now. So this is, this is a huge game uh, with a lot of playoff implications. And if the Redskins can win and show that, you know, they, they don't miss that much of a beat with um, uh, Colt McCoy coming in, then it could be uh, it could be their division to lose. I know a lot of people are writing them off now, um, but yeah, a win here would give them a big lead and a win for the Cowboys would, would really put them in the driver's seat, especially if it looks like Colt McCoy is, kind of garbage, uh, which I don't think he will be, but he could be. And we'll see. It's a good one. Um, yeah. I, I think that uh, Colt McCoy just won't throw it downfield a lot. So I think that does open it up a lot for Adrian Peterson to get a, a bunch of touches. Yeah, so we'll two, see. Two scores last week. So Yeah. Looking good. Making some good cuts. All right. Well, the last game uh, does not have any implications, really, but it should just be fun to watch the Saints blow up the Falcons secondary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking Falcons. I bet on them to beat the Cowboys last week. I put a lot on them, and I'm just done with them. Cause I thought, I've always thought that, you know, maybe they can turn it on, and they're just not. They're just bad, so... But now watch them now watch them beat the Saints. Okay. That would be incredible. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping to get another MVP performance out of Drew Brees. He's been uh, probably the best value at quarterback this year. Well, where I got him has been the best value at quarterback. That is true. And actually, I chided uh, Brett about this last season about holding on to Mahomes and That's keeping that. a keeper spot for him. And now. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's looking really good. So, uh, Brett, you, you win that round. 
he wins he wins that round he wins that battle but he is losing the war in ninth place so yeah so small consolation uh but yeah breeze and all the other weapons they got traquan and uh well the ingram uh kamara backfield both are putting up solid rb1 numbers uh for all the times they've been starting so yeah happy to have a piece of that too yep it's an explosive offense lots of offense uh in the league this year it's a lot of fun yeah, it's been it's been uh, probably record breaking. I think across all formats and everything, with the amount of points being scored, and some of that's due to the quarterback tackling changes and the steroids they're pumping into the stadiums. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think all all offensive records are going to be shattered this year or in the coming years. It's unless they unless teams have to play the Bears, but not everybody. <laughs> Well, even when you go up a good defense like the Los Angeles Rams, you know, you got some studs there. doesn't mean you can't put up 53 points anyway. Rams have not been a, a – they have not played on the field like they are constructed on paper at all this year. I think they play well for, or decent for fantasy, but not for anything else. They scored two defensive touchdowns last week, and that helps. But that does help. Those are intangible, so they're pretty impossible to gauge or predict. Unless you're the Bears. Right. I said it before you could. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but even, uh, Green Bay scored 27. New Orleans scored 45. Seattle scored 31. And then, of course, KC scored 51. So, like, they haven't been that good. They gave No, but those... 31 to, to Seattle twice, 31 to Minnesota, 23 to the Chargers. Yeah, they've oh, – someone's knocking on the door. I think it's my sister. I, I've got to get going, Ben. All right. Well, uh, enjoy Orlando. Uh, what, what, what are you looking forward to most for eating tomorrow, Pete? Turkey skin. Turkey skin. All right. I'm looking forward to all the great casseroles. Pete, uh, love you. Love you and uh, love to all, all the families out there. Uh, thanks for listening again this week. Oh. Leah, say hi to the Fantasy Football League. Hi. There's Leah. Hey. Hey, hey Leah. Football. Say hi to my Iowa friend. Hello, hello. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Perfect timing. Talk to you later, Ben. Love you. Happy Thanksgiving. You too, Pete. See you guys. Bye.